Hello, Jadian here on Waxing Poet again, and today we are going to be touching on a lot of a lot of a lot. I just have so many things on my mind. Um, I do want to get into a little bit of Mercury Retrograde. I want to know how it's been affecting you guys. I will leave a comment box open at the end of this so that you guys can let me know how everything's been. I mean, Mercury Retrograde is going to be stationed um, in retrograde for a few more weeks. Um... I do want to talk a little bit about Venus and Gemini still. Uh, Jupiter and Taurus is a new transit that's going to be happening um, next month in May. Oh, well, actually tomorrow, tomorrow. Um, whenever you guys listen to this podcast, I just want you to know that today is April 30th and I am going to be um, scheduling this podcast on the lunar eclipse full moon in Scorpio. Yeah, it's going to be pretty intense. But back to what I was saying. Once you guys hear this, and if you hear me talking about yesterday and today's the moon in Virgo, blah, blah, blah. I mean, yeah, it's today, April 30th. Um, but the full moon in Scorpio doesn't um, hit till May 5th. So you guys will finally be listening in uh, during that time. But yeah, today is April 30th. And actually, today is a Virgo moon we're under a virgo moon it's waxing right now and for me i do feel very inspired today and i feel like talking and rambling and just saying a bunch of things and to be honest with you virgo is very much a communicator very very much so and again if you guys are documenting how you guys are feeling during moon fluctuations more power to you and you'll start to understand how you're reacting to the outside stimuli always remember that and as far as me, during a moon in Aquarius, moon in Virgo, moon in Gemini, I am definitely a chatterbox and I do want to talk about a lot of things. So how do you guys feel during those times? Document it. When the full moon hits, full moon in Scorpio, it's pretty crazy because what I've noticed is when there's a moon in Libra and it starts shifting into Scorpio, I find myself being a little bit more creative and I want to start releasing content doing photo shoots and things of that sort so again how are you reacting to the outside stimuli again once you understand how your emotional body is reacting to the moon fluctuations again more power to you remember the moon is pushing the tides in the ocean it's pushing your emotions in different directions i'm not going to get too much into that i've already talked about this so many times um you'll definitely catch me talking about the moon fluctuations a lot okay but again i do want to talk about also jupiter and taurus it's going to be happening in may okay um i think in about two weeks or so it's going to be may tomorrow already april went by very fast and it makes a lot of sense to me because it's a lot of charged energy but once may hits i think time's going to feel a little bit slower may and Taurus is a very slow moving sign. I do want to talk about that a little bit too. I want to talk about Taurus and I want to talk about the people who are born in May. I will talk a little bit about November babies too because first of all, May babies and November babies are literally reflecting right off of one another. They really, really are. Okay. May babies do have some scorpion traits. They really, really do. And it can be obsessive, possessive, jealous, 
envious, all of those things. But Scorpio also can embody those things too. May and November are literally polar opposites. It's like Scorpio and Taurus, polar opposites of one another. May, the month of May, is in connection with the Taurus constellation. So whoever is born in May is going to have an incarnation contract that is aligned with Taurus. Yes, there are Geminis who are born in May, but that Gemini is going to embody some of the traits that Taurus has. You cannot sit there and tell me that you act exactly like the Gemini in June because the Gemini in June is so different. Of course, you have your son in Gemini. That is the ego. But the incarnation contract is definitely in alignment with Taurus. And I know that this all can sound pretty confusing, but from my work over the years of documenting so many types of relationships and personalities, I think that we can get more in depth with compatibility if we started stating which Gemini is it? Is it the June Gemini or is it the May Gemini? Because that is going to affect compatibility. Um, I know that there are different deacons. So deacons are like um, pieced up into four weeks, right? So like the first week, second week, third week, fourth week, they're all different personalities, but they're almost, I mean, similar to one another. Like would be the first week those people would probably have a little bit more similarities in the second week third week fourth week um you get what i'm saying but from so many years of reading so many different relationships i've noticed over the years that the may person is always going to be attracting january september july I have seen May and December babies together married. I've seen May and June together married. But again, this is how I'm reading astrology and how I have put my statistics together. And this is how I'm helping you guys out the most that I can because of what I've seen over the years. And it has been pretty precise. But anyways, yeah, May babies are definitely in connection with the Taurus constellation. So yeah, there's going to be on the con side a little lazy, overindulgent. Oh my god, uh, one of the biggest things is having a hard time uh, letting go of the past. I feel that May, July, November are the worst ones in this aspect of having a hard time of letting go of the past. May babies are pretty tough in that aspect, for sure. They will definitely find themselves coming back, coming back, coming back to the past and staying in a situation that is already dying. Killing themselves and another individual. And I'm talking about this metaphorically. Now, the crazy thing, when I took my astropsychology classes... We were talking about May babies. It was the topic of May babies. And we were talking about the women. The women can be so obsessive and possessive that there has been statistics where, you know, May babies, May women um, have killed their spouses. Yeah, it can get pretty intense like that because, again, there's a obsessive possessive side and a dark side to a May baby. And you have to be completely honest with yourself. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily that you're going to swing south. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just stating the statistics that I've seen over the years. And plus, my teacher has been doing this already for like 60 years plus. 
And he's seen a lot of this before. And he himself has been in a relationship with a May woman. Interesting story, but he was born in February and May, he had a May wife. They were obviously head over heels for each other. I would definitely say that. I do see May babies and February babies together in relationships, but it does turn pretty toxic. I would say that relationship turns pretty toxic. Um, I would say that the most compatible months... And we would definitely need to look into synastry to see how the stars are reacting with each other, compatibility-wise. But I would definitely say that um, January, July, September, November for sure can all be signs that you can be attracted to, whether it's through intimacy or even friends. March babies also. So you guys could be connecting better with other earth signs or water signs but yeah this is going to be an interesting month because may always gets us in connection with money making a pro about a may baby is you are a builder and you are a money maker but you cannot reach this point of ascension if you don't know how to release your past and i literally mean shed your old self completely and that does take a lot of work. And the thing is, is that May is so fixed that it's so hard for them to move forward into the future. Very stubborn, slow moving. And yeah, you guys can stay stuck for the rest of your life if you don't take initiative to let go of the past. And I think that everyone can take that advice. But I will say that May babies do struggle with this big time. So basically, you know, it's about, again, shedding your old self and coming into a new, pretty much the phoenix rising from the ashes, just like we tell a scorpion, a November baby. May babies are also very sexual. So during May, we can be in connection with all of the Venusian things. I did see 333, so I will be tapping into that. I'm actually going to be putting that down in my computer now. But we can be in connection with anything that is Venusian. Anything that we can see, feel, and touch, which is the physical, the material. During May, um, I wouldn't say that it is my favorite month. I think in April, I like April because I take more action. And I've noticed that I start, I start new things during April. A lot of new things happen for me. Whether it was a job that I stuck with for a long time or taking my astropsychology classes, it happened in April. April is literally the new beginning and it is a time to take action. It pretty much is, it's pretty much like whatever it is that you do in April will be defining how your whole entire year is going to go. Because April is about taking the action and planting the seeds and, and start start moving. Let's, let's go. It's go time. Then May hits. It's a slow moving month. So let's go ahead and get into a few things. Yeah, next month it's going to be Jupiter and Taurus. It's going to be stationed there for a whole entire year. May babies are actually going to get the recognition that they deserve, especially if they have been putting in the hard work and effort. So I definitely say use this transit to your advantage and there's a possibility that you can start to feel lucky for once. Jupiter and Taurus is definitely exalted 
this is like the millionaire okay whoever has jupiter and taurus you know you can come into a lump sum of money you know a lucky break you know be a master builder when it comes to business i mean this is what jupiter does it expands and grows and it's going to allow taurus to grow in that aspect again taurus is in connection with incarnating things i know that that sounds really weird but it's the money, it's the business, it's the clothing, it's the food, it's all of that. And Jupiter is allowing that sign to grow and expand. So again, whoever it is that has Jupiter and Taurus in their chart at birth, I mean, you should be pretty lucky when it comes to money, but it's like, how are you using it? If you're not using it to your advantage or you don't even know what Jupiter and Taurus is or how you can take advantage of it, well, I mean... You just have no clue and you're probably not going to use it to your advantage, but now I'm telling you. I mean, with all of that being said, you do need to put in the hard work and effort and you also need to create discipline in your life and you also need to make the necessary changes in order for you to get to that successful state. Highly recommend listening to You Are Truly Unique. It is a podcast that I just released. But that can give you some advice on knowing that you have a gift and talent within you and you need to harness that and come into that power. But again, this is all up to you. Okay, it's up to you. We have many incarnations to run through, but if this is a lifetime where you want to make changes and you want to do the right thing and you want better future incarnations, then start now. Start making changes now. Exercising change now. So that you can move forward into your highest self. So that you're so that you're able to embody your higher self in this lifetime. Because again, I talked about this earlier on my Instagram. There are some people that just go through this incarnation unconsciously. And they never reach that point of ascension. But that's why we reincarnate so many times. So that hopefully we get the point. And yeah, it's hard. We keep going through a bunch of karmas and and lessons, but it's like your soul starts getting tired. There's going to be a point in time where you want to level up. And yeah, some of those people are doing that now. Those higher conscious beings are doing this now. All right, so from May 16, 2023 up until next year of May 25th, 2024, the planet Jupiter returns to Taurus for a supersized season of new beginnings okay first of all we were in jupiter and aries for for a year before this right so what that means is a lot of us were pushing into our leadership shoot some of us could have had lucky breaks as well when it came to accidents like let's say for example you were in a a bad accident and you should have died well jupiter is protecting jupiter is protecting in that area of accidents because that's what aries is but anyways um jupiter was stationed in aries for a year before this and what that means is we're stepping into leadership expanding and growing in those areas as an individual so i'm really hoping that you guys use that to your advantage but now I'm super excited about this. Jupiter and Taurus is hitting for a year ahead of us. And what's to come for culture, cash, and the collective future when the planet of this Venusian energy meets the sign of expansion? We can do some really amazing things when it comes to the material world. So I did hear an astrologer talk about Jupiter and Taurus recently and this person was saying that there is a possibility that there could be mm, like natural disasters and severe weather 
obviously like hurricanes, um, volcanic eruptions and earthquakes, things like that. So this coming year, I will definitely document those things for future. But the reason why this astrologer was saying that is because Jupiter is in connection with the material world and um, Jupiter likes to expand, expand things energetically. So there's that. Just wanted to touch on that really quickly. But let's talk about Jupiter a little bit, okay? So Jupiter is the biggest, boldest planet in the solar system. If we did not have Jupiter in the solar system, we would be getting hit by asteroids galore and dead. Dead already, okay? So Jupiter has always been a protector in the solar system, especially Earth's protector. Anyways, whatever Jupiter hits goes big, period. I've also heard another thing which is quite interesting um, in terms of health, medical astrology, and I still need to come to some discoveries on this, but I have heard, and don't quote me on this, but there could be possibilities where Jupiter expands and grows things in terms of health, and it could be like tumors, cancer, in the body. Again, um, I have not had a client yet uh, with this type of placement just yet but hopefully um with my future discoveries i can finally make make a note out of this and see how true it truly is okay well anyways when a jupiter hits it goes big right advancements you know speeds up things possibilities it's expanding expanding growing things growing things but there can also be a con with this um it's self-destroying behavior spin out of control so Intuitively speaking, when we mix Jupiter and Taurus together, what happens when it's a con? Yeah, there can be a lot of overindulgence, maybe overspending. Money is just slipping out of your hands. Don't do that to yourself during this transit. Again, this is going to be for a whole entire year. There's always pros and cons with every single planet, but it's like you have a conscious choice to use the negative aspects of it or the positive ones. So again, it's up to you. You have free will on this earth. That's the beauty of earth. So you have a choice. What are you going to do with it? For those of you that are conscious of your blueprint, of your map, which is your astrological chart, more power to you. That's why I'm always pushing astropsychology readings and life readings because when you understand who you are, more power to you because then you don't attach yourself to the negative aspects of yourself the negative stars you start to attach yourself to the positive aspects and i'm so proud of myself because because a lot of my clients have grown so much so much and i just want to say today i'm so so proud of you but let's get back so what happens when jupiter hits taurus the sign of fertility embodiment self-worth and money what happens well let's talk about aries Aries is like the rebirth of the zodiac cycle. It comes into new beginnings. So again, I hope that you used April to your advantage. Again, it's like seasons. All of the seasons are changing and shifting and you can use all of these energetic shifts to push you forward. But are you that conscious to use that energy? You know, Aries season, it's about fertilizing creation, consciousness, and possibility. But Taurus, okay, let's get back to Taurus. Taurus brings a new life to material form. So I have a point here. I have a point here, okay? So we hit Aries season, and we want to start new beginnings. We want to start creating. But then when Taurus season hits, guess what happens? We want 
to bring these creations into material form, which makes complete sense to me because with my energetic body and what I'm feeling right now, I want to be more creative. You know what's so freaking crazy? During Libra season, Scorpio season as well, because I feel like during the autumn seasons, I really want to create because the depths of me start to come up to the surface and I want to be a little bit more creative. But even during Taurus season, I want to be more creative. And I mean with my clothing, fashion, I have so many ideas and I just want to put them forth into reality. So yeah, Taurus brings this new life to material form. Aries creates, Taurus incarnates. That makes so much sense. So again, document how you feel with the moon fluctuations. How are you feeling every season of the zodiac shifts? Because now that I'm aware of how everything is going, I see how my clients are acting during these times. I see how I'm acting, how I'm feeling. And it just all starts to click and make sense. I mean, some people are still stuck in the negative. In the negative. So I see them attaching to the negative of the seasons and the moon fluctuations. But it's because they're navigating unconsciously. But again, I feel as a human being, when we have a map and when we start to understand the outside stimuli, more power to us. As a human being, we have a lot of power. We don't even use the full capacity of our brain. So imagine if we started to use the full capacity of our brain, how much or how much power we can gain. But, but, going back to this, maybe religious organizations were created because I think that everything was created for a reason. Whether it's for karmas and lessons, everything, whether it's races, whatever it is, everything has karma and lessons to it, every single thing. Animals, people, the experiences, um, worldly karma, racial karma. There's a lot of karmas. There's a lot of different karmas, but everything has karmas attached to it. But again, coming back to like religion, maybe these things were created because if we really think about lost civilizations, we always, we always took advantage and turned everything into greed we were power hungry everything was for instant gratification so i think a lot of the lessons and karmas that we're experiencing through religious organizations and even though we're coming into the truth now and seeing the truth finally being revealed which is really wonderful hopefully if we ever come into that type of power again like the lost civilizations you know for example atlantis um hopefully we don't use our power for bad because if we do then then there's going to be another lost civilization oh my god so there's this lady next door and every time i have my window down in my room she comes out and starts sweeping but i think she's just trying to eavesdrop into my conversations here so yeah it's a little uncomfortable it's weird and i know i'm really interesting but you know mind your business because i'm just trying to get real into it right now and i know the shit that i talk about can be a little weird sometimes where people are like what the heck is she even saying but yeah that would definitely be for like a close-minded society 
I'm here trying to talk to people who want to expand their thinking and mind into different directions because I do not want to be closed-minded at all. I'm willing to listen and hear people's opinions and thoughts and ideas because I want to expand and grow into a multi-dimensional thinking. But yeah, I don't know. This person next door, I would definitely say, might be a little closed off. So I had to close my window right now. Maybe she'll come across this podcast one day. I don't know. But let's get back into what I was saying. So, I don't know, maybe a religious organization was created to keep our minds small? I mean, the hires definitely know exactly what they're doing. They do have, um, you know, an understanding of what's really happening in the world around us, honestly. Um, They try to keep that information from society. But it's like, if society really had that information, what would they do with it? Again, coming back to the religious organizations, maybe that was a common lesson that we needed to learn because, again, we human beings are not that great sometimes. We get integrated, we get power hungry, and that sucks. That sucks. I mean, hopefully when we reach a higher state of being, we come into equality and understanding. Um, But again, that's going to be a long time from now. But again, I don't know. I don't even know why I'm talking about this right now. I, I did mention that I was going to talk about religion and spirituality. Yes, I'm still working on that podcast and I'm going to be releasing it pretty soon. But why did I even start talking about that? Maybe we needed to hear this today. Maybe my spiritual guides are just, you know, planting this information into me right now. Again, I'm a channel. I'm open. I'm open. So bring it to me. Bring it to me. I feel like when those moments happen, when you're just rambling and you're talking, it's kind of like the spirit is speaking through you, especially for the people that have a voice, because they know that people are going to be listening to this. Oh my god. Spirit obviously organizes, orchestrates everything. It's just the way that it is. Okay, but let's get back to Taurus. Taurus. Remember, Taurus incarnates. And bulls, let's talk about bulls. Bulls were worshipped throughout the ancient world as symbols of primal life force. Their horns tilling the fields and resembling the fertile crescent moon. Creation and conception will always be mysterious to us. Operating through channels we can't perceive. But guess what? We're going to be coming into a time where we, where we will be perceiving all of this. But, but... When a baby comes to term or an idea takes shape on the page, the divine is suddenly manifesting, able to be seen and held. Taurus then operates in the material world, the material realm. So yeah, let me tell you something. Taurus people, May people can be very dark. Again, I don't know how many times I've said this, But the world, the physical world that we live in is dark. I always say that we live in hell because I I truly feel like we do. It's like it's so close to us. There are so many disincarnate um, entities that walk amongst us and who hook into the central nervous system. And it's like the human beings are so unconscious of this. But it's because when a person is doing bad things, it opens up a portal for these negative entities to latch onto us. Again, we're very much in connection with that world, even though we can't see it. I've talked about this too before. And it's like, may babies, Taurus, the material 
you know, it's in connection with also Scorpio, the darkness. Remember, Scorpio is also in connection with in connection with Hades. So yeah, May people can get themselves into a deep, dark hole of just darkness and stay there in a just a really dark hole. Okay, and it's hard for you to get out of it. I'm just going to tell you that right now, especially when you get yourself really in deep. Um, I would definitely say that May is very karmic. And it's like the biggest lesson is to get out of that darkness. Understand the material world. Understand it. Again, when you understand the material world, more power to you. The material world is pretty much like... A blessing from the spiritual world we're here to have an experience and that's exactly what may babies want is to enjoy the pleasures of life and us human beings can enjoy that but it's like don't overindulge in it you know everything needs needs balance it needs moderation it needs understanding we don't want to be overindulgent or turn things into a habit because then we drop our vibration so yeah taurus then operates in the material realms period. So there is something that the Taurus, the May baby needs to learn about the material world. Again, once you understand that, more power to you. No wonder that when Moses led the Israelis out of Egypt, he had to obliterate the idol of the golden calf in fear that such a powerful physical symbol would seduce his followers away from their invisible God. When you hear that, does it not ring a bell? The material world is hard. It's hard and you can get really seduced by it. You don't want to get seduced. You don't want to get yourself into instant gratification. You need to understand the material world. Why are we here? Yeah, it's here to enjoy. We want to enjoy the pleasures of life because when we move on to the next realm, we're not in the physical anymore. This is an experience. Now, the zodiacs opening three signs can be considered a creative trilogy. Aries initiates, Taurus installs, uh, Gemini disseminates. Those are just examples. Again, we're going through the seasons. We're going through the seasons. There's a point to this. Again, I just want you guys to be conscious and aware of every season that we're hitting. So after this, you know, when um, June hits, we can use that to our advantage for communication to network, you know, do all of those amazing things that Gemini does, but there's always cons to that sign too. We'll get there. I'll have a podcast about it and talk about Gemini. Talked about it before, but we can use every season to our advantage. Now, historically, Jupiter tours through these three signs and it's all followed uh, similar tracks. So like the Aries season introduces new artists, ideas, and movements to the scene, which is also something that we could have done in the past year. Often untempered and without mediums or platforms to contain them, right? So that's great. Again, hope you guys use that Jupiter-Aries transit to your advantage. But now the next chapter, we're hitting Jupiter and Taurus, and it's going to be a very expansive effort, releasing symbols and works which will definitely change history. Okay, next year when we hit Jupiter and Gemini, which is cutting-edge technologies and visions, we can start bringing that to the world. So on a collective level, I feel when we hit Jupiter and Taurus, um, there could be expansion and growth in terms of crop growing, restaurants, business, 
food. Maybe we see healthier foods on the rise or, or people finally um, taking more initiative in terms of food. The food industry, because Jupiter is exalted here, it's like expanding and growing and wants to do amazing things in these aspects. You know, Jupiter in Taurus also connects a lot to fashion, money, again, all of those things. Jupiter's transit through Taurus introduces the symbol of mass worship for the decades to come. Economies and social movements molting and scorching from the revolutionary fire of Jupiter and Aries that we just had. Finally, you know, we get to solidify things. So again, we were having ideas, new visions during Jupiter and Aries, but now that we're moving into this Taurus Jupiter, we're going to solidify things, finally, solidify. And the creators, heroes, and visionaries emboldened over Jupiter and Aries take their place as the Hierophants of the New Age. For those of you guys that don't know, the Hierophant in the tarot deck is in connection with Taurus. It embodies the energy of Taurus. And it's crazy that the Hierophant is the number five, of the major arcana and five is in connection with change even though taurus is so fixed i feel like taurus can make change on a big scale if they wanted to but the thing is is that the hierophant needs to come out with the old and come into a new belief system you can't be closed-minded five does not want you to be closed-minded so the numbers and the way that everything is linked up and tied together, it just makes sense. Now, of course, so much power delivered into human hands will lead to the rise of autocrats, technocrats, and dictators as evidenced by the current moment. I think the last time that Jupiter was in Taurus was in 1928 to 1929. And during that time, there was an introduction of Mickey Mouse who made the golden calf look like a small potato, obviously, because we started coming into a new way of seeing things on an artistic level. Lights of the New York, the first 100% talkie, put the silent film era in the grave, leading Broadway melody to launch the age of movie musicals. So I'm just giving you a little example of what happened during that time because during this Jupiter-Taurus transit, which is going to be happening for a whole year, you know, we can expect creativity and art to be on the rise. If you're not feeling that, I don't know who you are, where you are, or how unconscious you are right now because that's just crazy. For me, I'm being pushed right now to be creative. To, to spark my artistic side again. I mean, it's always been there. I've been doing it. But right now, I feel the push, the need. And I'm going to use this Jupiter-Taurus transit to my advantage. Trust. And so should you. Okay, I'm going to get into a little bit more history, okay? And I just want you guys to kind of like reflect on what happened. Now, I'm going to talk about a time that happened during 1940. Because I think um, Jupiter and Taurus was also hitting during May 1940. Um, so I'm going to talk about something. You guys can reflect on it and see how you feel about it and see how this Jupiter and Taurus finally plays out. Again, we were in Jupiter and Aries a year before this. Now we're coming into this May, okay? And we're shifting into Jupiter Taurus, which is going to be lasting a whole entire year ahead of us. And then next May 2024, um, 
I guess in June, we'll be hitting Jupiter and Gemini, and that's going to be for another year ahead, okay? So in 2024, we'll definitely be heading into Jupiter-Gemini, but again, let's talk about a little bit of everything so that you have an idea of what's to come. Again, we're in the future now, we're not in the 1940s, but you can kind of get an idea of what happened, and again, there's a possibility that, you know, some of these things could arise, of course, in a different way, because again, we're in the future. But after a grueling Great Depression, Jupiter would return to Taurus in May 1940, bringing new life to a dead economy. The advent of World War II initiated a surge of industry, yielding the first jet planes, working computers, and even the foundation of McDonald's. Yet another unkillable, world-conquering capitalist icon, right? Now, with Uranus also in Taurus during that time, so came the rise of autocrats like Hitler, Mussolini, 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 yeah, and Hirohito. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. But within months of Jupiter's tour of Gemini, the attack of Pearl Harbor would change the course of history. As with the 1929 edition, the Jupiter tour of Taurus represented a culmination before the turning. Anyway, during all of that time, there was a lot of weird things going on, obviously. I mean, it makes sense when Jupiter hit Gemini, that's when the Pearl Harbor attack happened. But yeah, just some clues and examples. I just kind of wanted to talk about what happened in the past so that we can kind of reflect on what's to come in the future. I hope that makes sense to you guys. You know, Gemini is also a lot about um, manipulation, you know, um, miscommunication, lies, and all of that too. So, I mean, when Jupiter comes into Gemini, you know, later in 2024, like, let's see how that plays out. But again, when Jupiter's in Taurus, there's going to be a lot, again, of autocrats, rise of autocrats. I mean, it just makes sense because Taurus is definitely, I want to be in power. I want to be in power, but they want to be in power for bad because they turn greedy and I want more. I want more. Like that's exactly what Taurus is. So again, um, yeah, Jupiter can be amazing, an amazing placement and we can use it to our advantage. But, you know, there's pros and cons with everything. So again, hope that makes sense. But let's go ahead and talk about... um, the full lunar eclipse in Scorpio, because that is happening on May 5th. Oh, and one thing. I'm just going to say a few things, okay? Alan Musk, uh, Putin, is that his freaking name? Putin, uh, Putin, and that Jinping guy, they're definitely going to be some strong characters for Jupiter Taurus. Just saying. One more thing, digital currency, which has proven to be anything but stable, will take on some new streamlined form. And technocracy 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 yeah um technocracy uh, movements streaming services and meta universes will hit a premium you know god gold and the body will make a comeback uh people will ditch the multiverse in favor of an old-fashioned orgasm okay um you know taurus is everything to do with all of this especially when it comes to body gold um, food, anything that we can feel, see, and touch. Yeah, it could be the arts and also in connection with sexuality. Anyways, new era of stars, um, command and start to inspire. Finally, you'll definitely see it on the rise. 
Okay, okay, back, back to the full moon lunar eclipse in Scorpio. Okay, we're talking about all of this because first of all, Taurus and Scorpio are very, very connected, right? Now, one thing is for sure, this Scorpio full moon on May 5th brings things that we need to address. There's no more hiding, no more hiding. And the crazy thing is today on my Instagram, I talked about no more hiding. Why are we hiding? We shouldn't be hiding. We need to dig into the deeper parts of ourselves, the shadows, the darkness, and not be ashamed of it. That's exactly what the Scorpio full moon is going to do. And since we are in Mercury retrograde, yeah, we're going to be reflecting on the past. Why not embrace it? Convert it into something positive. Don't be ashamed of it. Stop acting like it doesn't exist. Okay, one thing is for sure, whenever it is a Scorpio moon, especially a lunar eclipse, Scorpio moons, be precautious. Yes, there's a possibility that the weather can be very weird. Um, accidents, death, getting yourself into shit that you don't want to get yourself into, going to jail. I mean, Scorpio is in connection with all of these things. So again, Scorpio full moons, I'm being dead honest with you, be precautious, especially during a Mercury retrograde. Scorpio full moon is so intense, it's going to amplify things to the max. There could be crime on the rise. Again, some weird shit happening, some Scorpio demonic weird shit happening, okay? Just be precautious. Don't put yourself in a negative situation. This moon is going to promise to be an otherworldly adventure packed with transformative experiences and a profound, you know, profound revelations. It's time to unlock hidden dimensions within our soul. This is the time. As we navigate this lunar landscape, the universe beckons us to confront our deepest fears and embrace our inner strength. Again, we can use this to our advantage. Do not be afraid. No fear. Get past the fear. The fear doesn't even exist. It's something that we make up. Fear is like not even a real thing. It's like something that we were programmed to think. But anyways, we can work through that, okay? We can work through it. Again, it's about us rewiring ourselves. Scorpio is about delving into the shadowy realms, unearthing buried emotions, and exploring the mysterious undercurrents of life. This is where we can uncover a treasure trove of wisdom and spiritual growth. I myself will definitely be using the Scorpio moon to my advantage. You know, I did pull some cards earlier for my subscribers and I definitely saw reflecting on the past, 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 past popping up. You know, during Mercury retrograde, we're going to be tapping into the past, looking at baby pictures, looking at our past, thinking about a grandmother, thinking about someone who passed away, thinking about this person, this person popped up back into our life. These things are happening so we can complete unfinished business or just feel those feelings, feel those emotions. It's okay. You know, it's about completing something, you know. We shouldn't just be shoving things under the rug. And again, Mercury retrograde allows us to come back to things that we missed. That's a pro. That's a pro. Again, during Mercury retrograde, I wouldn't recommend like getting back with your toxic ex. I just feel like it's not going to work out anyway. You don't do that during Mercury retrograde. Um, there's always going to be delays with transportation, um, you know, accidents, you know, things like that. Again, I talked about that. And again, I do want to know how this Mercury retrograde has been for you. But since we are having this Scorpio full moon, you know, we're going to be digging deeper into the past again because we are in Mercury retrograde and Scorpio is going to be pushing us into the exploring. 
those shadowy parts of ourselves. It's a great time for self-discovery and spiritual metamorphosis. And it's from love and relationships to career and purpose um, will unearth the secrets of this Scorpio full moon. So let me just tell you something right now. And I'm just, you know, letting you guys know some things that we may not like could pop up. I'm just going to be dead honest with you. Things that we feel very uncomfortable with. But it's happening because we need to complete something, finish it, you know, and maybe transform it or get rid of it, end it, and move forward finally. Again, Scorpio is about transformation, but it's transformation through the hard things. And that's exactly what we need to do is endings and rebirths. Oh, and you know what's so crazy? It just hit me. We're in May. It's number five. The Hierophant is number five. We're on May 5th when the Scorpio moon happens. There's a lot of fives going on here. And let me tell you something. Numerology is a key. Is a key. The day that you were born, all of those numbers, they mean something. Your name even carries numbers. Everything has a number behind it. Everything. It's a key. I'm telling you that right now. But anyways, I'm just tripping out right now because there's so many fives. May 5th. So, the number five represents progression, fantasy. The number five also connects with earth, air, fire, water, and the ether, which is crazy. But anyways, five to me is also change, change, change. Embrace change. You know, the Taurus people, the May babies, they don't like change. They're so fixed. November babies can also be this way as well. Very stubborn, stuck, you know, but... We need to embrace change in order for us to get to our higher state of enlightenment to become our highest self. So these fives are happening for a reason. So don't be surprised if you need to change things around or spirit is going to be forcing you to change something. This week could be intense for everybody. Just saying that right now. And it's crazy because during a full moon and a new moon, this is when everybody starts to hit me up for readings. I'm not even joking with you. Oh my god. Oh my god. And the recording was at 555 right now. Literally chills. But yeah, it's definitely possible that we'll become aware of things from our past or previously concealed shadows that are rising to the surface. There is a possibility that sensitive information or even secrets will be coming up to the surface. Again, things that you might not even like but need to uncover. So this solar eclipse, lunar eclipse, I mean, might arouse some deeper feelings and bring about endings. Five is going to be our guide. We need to change. And it doesn't need to be so bad all of the time either. We can circle back around to the idea of being creative and having fun. Stop just, you know, putting your mind in this fixed mindset where it always has to be bad and negative. Like, get yourself out of that because, again, there's more. There's more out there, okay? There's something more. After all, what else is our life but a collection of experiences with which we experiment and own our skills? Even through all of the heaviness, even through all of the painful endings or shadows that come up for us, it's possible that we are being reminded of our power to play a role through it because we have the ability to view everything as just a game. It's a game. I'm going to be dead honest with you. That's exactly how I feel. I'm playing a game right now. My spiritual guides, the spiritual realms are watching all of this. And I know that I'm going through a bunch of karmas and lessons, experiencing different things, but I just view it as I can conquer this. I know I can. 
yeah, it's a challenge, but I have a different outlook on it, a different perspective. I don't take it as a negative, even though it's a negative experience. I'm like, okay, I can learn from this. I can convert it. You know, it's about us rewiring our mind into thinking, into that multidimensional thinking. Stop being so, stop being so closed-minded. This is not to minimize our experiences or the difficulties we have faced, nor is it to suggest that life is a game that we need to outsmart it, but maybe perhaps the concept to help us think of things from a new perspective. Explore the possibility of discovering a sense of play despite the, the weightness, weightiness um, that may come up or the conclusion that may be reached. You know, maybe nothing is a grave or weighty as we humans make it out to be especially when we look at it from our perspective you know if only we could see what lies beyond the veil or at the very least if we could let our hearts and minds wander there it might be easier for us it might be easier for us to avoid becoming so preoccupied with or stressed about the happenings in our life do you get me but yeah oh my god it's going to be intense. I'm telling you that right now. Uranus is definitely in connection still with all of this. And remember, Uranus is chaos. So let me know what happens around you during this Scorpio lunar eclipse. Um, for me, I like to stay home during these times. That's just me because I'm super precautious and I know that people are freaking weirdos, especially when Uranus is in connection with this and when we're under Mercury retrograde. Yeah, it's going to be off the wall, period. All right, so I'm finally done with this. I hope that you guys enjoy it. Please share and tag me. If you support my work, just share and tag me. That's all I ask, especially so I can reach other people. I will leave a comment box open. Please let me know how you're feeling during this time. If you guys have any questions, let me know. I am going to be doing readings for the full moon in Scorpio. I will definitely keep you posted. But for those of you that are feeling like you're in this transformative period, highly recommend doing a progressive reading. I will let you know what is to come in the next 20 years and also with the planets above your own head in this very moment in time, which is always shifting and changing, but I definitely can let you know exactly why you're experiencing what you're experiencing right now in this very moment in time. May babies, November babies, buckle up, because this is going to be a time of transformation. Again, I'm here if you have any questions.